Happy Pride, Amir. Happy Pride, Pshamak. <laughs> Big Pride. Big Pride TM. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go see Madonna? Where? <laughs> exactly. I feel like every other Pride now, she's posting that she's performing at NYC Pride. And then it's like at some L- boom, boom room party. Yeah, at LeBain. At LeVain. There I'll go see her perform. She performs at LeVain. A high carb event to induce puffiness. <laughs> the Upper West Side Tour. Uh, daily Provisions. Oh, um, love that place. Friend of the pod, Ellie, took me there. Andy's Deli on uh, 81st and Columbus. Um, the Strand on eighty set at Zabar's <laughs> at Jake's Pickles. <laughs> yeah, maybe she'll do like a co-signing event with the lady who wrote from uh, Auschwitz to Zabar's. <laughs> um, yeah, she should re- rechristen a Kabbalah Center in New York for Pride. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or launch a new line of uh, masks. Uh, new oh, faces. Yeah. Oh. I was just leafing through the playbill of uh, yesterday's opera I went to, and there's like a Jeep ad that's like perfectly suited for Pride. It's <laughs> called We Ride for Pride. And it's, like a, and it's an outline of one of their Jeeps oh with like a lot of like um, positive positive like a uh, uh, gay affirmations like pride <laughs> affirmations <clears throat> such as i'm a rainbow rider rider and i love it um <laughs> i love riding bareback exactly <laughs> um i am trans and proud love can what what does it say love conquers all like oh, great enough um, enough like Enough with big Kusama. Enough with big pride. Um, also, I just did you see that Gallup survey where like a fifth of millennials surveyed, <laughs> identified, self-identified as LGBT. Oh, I didn't see that one. No, like twenty percent. Whatever. <laughs> uh, a whole let's 20%. see. Let's see in five years. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's funny because they they're the like the they broke it down to generations and I didn't realize that people over 65 were uh, belonging to the traditionalist generation, according to Gallup. (laughs) Did you know that? I mean, it makes sense, but uh, I I don't know. I didn't know that was like the marketing term for them. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I guess in the future, we're all going to be trans. (laughs) So buckle up. (laughs) Um, I just want to say the Jeep TJ is like the gayest car ever. You know, with the soft top. It is the one we had at the residency. Yeah, but the one with the soft top and taking it down to like drive to Reese Beach and blast um, like Lizzo on the way. Yeah, it's such a classic like uh, Malibu Barbie car, isn't it? (laughs) Totally. Exactly. (laughs) It is very gay. I miss the good old 90s where, like, gay was, like, implicitly so. Just the Mal- Malibu Ken. Yeah. M- Malibu Ken. Ken in general is so gay. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, there's no way he's straight. I can't wait for the live action film they're making. Maybe that'll oh, be a yeah. plot twist. <laughs> Will he have uh, a smooth uh, private parts? <laughs> he's been it's nullified. Um, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of blockbusters, I went to see Top Gun Maverick last oh, week. Yeah. A bottom gun. <laughs> I got the hat. I'm such a stan. Mm-hmm. Um, first Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> I've never, I've never seen either. I've never seen the first one. Uh, like I'm well aware of it, mm-hmm. but the new one is amazing. It has like mm-hmm. 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, me and friend of the pod Nikki loved it. It's mm-hmm. so well done. There's no CGI. And it's a really positive story of teamwork and coming together to achieve common goals. So at what point does Gaga chime in? Oh, that's the best part. The best or the worst? No, no. The the best part of that is like, so such a big deal was made out of that song that she's, (laughs) you know, sung the new theme. Uh, They did that trick from Twister where the song is playing very faintly on like an Mm -hmm. AM radio in the back of a diner. I like that. Yeah. But so quietly where, of course, Nikki and I were the only ones that got it because we're gay. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we like freaked out. And then I think about five to ten seconds until the credits. That's when when the song comes on. I I couldn't even hum this song if you like pointed a gun to my head. Yeah, that's the problem with it. Um I mean the ending's amazing and it makes sense with the ending, but I just feel like they should have worked with that song, like Hans Zimmer did the score, use elements of it throughout orchestrally or something, but mm-hmm. that did not happen, so Okay. Oh well. I'll go check it out, I guess. Also, Tom Cruise has been depuffed because there was yeah, a trade. Yeah. Someone, was, someone like someone uh, yeah, reversed the tide on that. Totally. Like there was a trailer for Mission Impossible, the one coming out next summer. Mm-hmm. He looked so puffy and insane. Mm-hmm. And then in the movie, he looked hot, actually, and amazing. Like I was shocked. I've never been into him. And I thought he was very handsome in this movie. And... I guess other, I guess surgeons do have like options <laughs> totally. for un- unwinding those things. Uh, Madonna, um, don't you think it's like wait? What's the what's the procedure? Let's say you've like pumped up your face with too much, whatever that is. Well, apparently you, you can what, dissolve it. Yeah, but like, what state does it uh, revert to? Um, I don't know what you had before. Yeah. I mean, she's been doing it gradually for years. Like, looking back at pictures from the MDNA era, you realize it had already begun back then. Yeah. She's really, like, um, puffy-cheeked. I'd, yeah. be, I'd be curious to see her, uh, like, her real face at, what, 62? Which is crazy, because she's only 62. Like, I feel like there's comparable stars of her age that don't look as monstrous as she does now yeah oh well susan sarandon yeah that's true how old is she 
I think anymore. around 65 or something. Okay. I mean, so, Madonna so, is turning 64 this year. I think Susan, Susan Sarandon is, is older. 75. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's insane. Yeah. And she's so booby still. <laughs> Those jugs. No, she looks great. Has she been in any movies recently? In recent years? Uh, I think she's she? been things here and there. Um, I'm sure our stands are. Uh, she sorry, only does Susan stands will correct us, but or does she only do Michael Moore and uh, Amy Goodman collabs <laughs> at this point? I loved her in Shall We Dance. I watched that. It was the Jennifer Lopez Richard Gere film Sean Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Watched that recently. Um. Which turns out to kill the heart. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> That's the one. I think someone has cancer, and she's like a music teacher. And then I'm now I'm like, was that Susan Sarandon oh or God. Angela Bassett? Mer- I don't know. Meryl Streep and Angela Bassett. <laughs> oh, sorry, it was Meryl Streep <laughs> and Gloria Estefan. Yes, true. And the NSYNC song "Music of My Heart." Um, <laughs> oh my God, Meryl Streep. I've had enough of you. No offense. <laughs> um, oh my god. My I'm just so burnt out at this point. Like it's the last week of school, but it's also the roughest home stretch with a field day every single day this week. Which might be like fun and exotic for the kids, but it's just stretching us thin, like beyond mm-hmm. beyond imagination. We're going to the beach tomorrow. Like, I don't want to go to the beach tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it seems dangerous. Yeah, going to Reese Beach in not in a queer, like, not in a queer way with, like, 30-some sixth graders and fifth graders. God help me. How many meters away will you be from the annoying gay area? I hope far enough. (laughs) But also, I'm, I'm so naturally pasty. And fair-skinned that when we go to the beach, we usually go first thing in the morning so that the sun doesn't, like, scorch me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we usually stay for, like, an hour and a half, two hours tops because I just, like, sorry, I don't need to prove anything to anybody by <laughs> roasting on the beach. <laughs> um, and so, but tomorrow it'll be, like, a three-hour, four-hour affair. Oh, my God. And I'm like, should I, should I bring my parasol? <laughs> You need a lady's parasol, a bonnet, <laughs> um, a, a kaftan. Yeah. What um, oh SPF God. 75 plus. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I'm feeling a little uh, deflated on this recording. I'm, I'm really bra- deflated. I just walked out of a bone dry sauna. <laughs> Life is hard over there. And uh, where are you, Ghent? I, I'm... In the suburbs of Ghent, I'm doing some light conservation work. Mm-hmm. For Not the light uh, at Pshemic, all. For the Pshemic Pishchek Foundation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm repainting a sculpture and I'm exhausted. This is a week-long affair. Um, yeah, I'm. my bones are brittle. I'm aching and I'm aging. So. <laughs> Wait, your bones your bones are brittle? You strike me as such a uh <laughs> sturdy boned individual. I'm sturdy, but just 
all this movement, you know, these <laughs> odd movements. I just feel constantly on the verge of throwing out my back. Mm-hmm. So everyone pray for me. Um, you just got to do a pigeon pose <laughs> on an elevated surface. That That's really saved my life. Oh Wait, I'm looking God. I'm looking up pictures of the Ghent suburbs. Can you without mentioning your exact geolocation, can you give me a general direction as to where you are? Oh, I'm west. Like west of okay. kind of directly west. But it's like 6 minutes on the train kind of thing. Like it it's a small city, so you very quickly are just in other towns. Mm-hmm. Um once you take this kind of regional train, but it's like six months away. What what has been but your impression pretty, of uh, of Belgium so far? I can't say too much because I am in a monarchy right now, so I don't need <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to get locked up for defaming them or anything. Who's the queen? Oh, God, I don't know Beatrix. I don't know. <laughs> I thought King Leopold. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Leopold the first. Beatrix, I think, is the Dutch queen, isn't she? I don't know. I'm just like, I don't know. I'm really excited for Duval beers. <laughs> oh yeah, have not had one yet. Uh, I had some other good strong beers, and I did have a waffle at the train station. Mm-hmm. I would like to have some fries. Um, so I'm going to do, do that on Tuesday. I do like uh, Queen Beatrix of the Netherlands. She's got a good, like, just, like, old-timey hairstyles, like, a lot of hairspray. Yeah. Uh, and really, like, nice... Well, she... Her... I don't know if it's her official portrait on Wikipedia, but she's got, like, some good, like, marble, like, pattern gown on. Beautiful. Oh, um, yes. I'm looking at that photo right now. This, like, purple eyeshadow. She looks good. She looks like... There's some like genocide under her belt, but um, I would have a gla- I would have a tea with her. Yeah. Well, on Tuesday I'm gonna go into the city for the day on the way back to Berlin. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have lunch with a friend that lives there, an artist from Poland. Um, but yeah, I could not see myself living in Brussels. Would you say it's extremely depressing? Uh, when it's cloudy, <laughs> yes, and it's often cloudy and raining. Uh huh. But what when it's the, sunny, it's nice. What are some of the perks to living in Belgium? It seems cheaper than other places, so that's oh, really? a perk. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Even though you know prices have gone up like everywhere, things just right. still seem much cheaper than Berlin. Um, Would you say the uh, Belgium people are too inbred? oh my god um okay what else is anyway i've not i've not seen anyone on tinder i want to go on a date with let's just put it that way oh yeah what's the selection they're like Mm. (laughs) it's a lot of like belgium dl uh there are but then also just like um God, how do I describe it? Like dorky bankers with Feelman glasses? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just like, you know, like point, kind of like pointy, a s- pointy badger noses and like <laughs> EU you know, official types. No, like I actually thought there would be more of these EU technocrat types coming up mm-hmm. on Tinder. Um, 
No, it's a lot of just like guys that look like they're named like Hert van der Snook. And, <laughs> and they like to go and do the like circuit of leather events around Europe. And oh, oh my God. Are like dangerously thin with like flailing skin. Oh my God. Yeah. I, uh, which reminds me of this gay cruise documentary I watched a few years ago. I guess it came out in 2017. Oh my God, I saw it too. You saw it too. I saw it at the quad, I think. It's called Dreamboat, Dreamboat. right? <laughs> yes. I could. I went to see it at the cinema in Berlin. <laughs> the only reason I'm bringing it up because it's that sort of a, a cruise like that attracts the exact sort of archetype of the like the bored like well off bored like <laughs> European totally. like, the suburban type oh my god that uh, okay listeners please watch that documentary find it <laughs> online it's so bleak <laughs> yeah let's 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 make it go viral like uh running up the hill <laughs> if you're gonna first. watch fire island this week uh first watch dreamboat <laughs> oh jesus Do, did you end up watching that no, I'm waiting to get back to Berlin. Me and I are going to watch it. Uh, Can you tell us uh, about it? Um, I don't know if there's much breath I want to spend on this. It's not a really, <laughs> it's not a fun movie. Like, all things considered, I mean, I thought gays at least have, like, being fun <laughs> going for them. And this movie's, like, it's just, like, so heavy-handed I, I I don't know. I didn't I didn't think this through. I actually forgot we were planning on maybe talking about it, but we just I watched it with Jordan and we like didn't enjoy it really. Maybe it's a generational gap at this point because it was created by Zoomers and their sensibilities are just so Okay, they're not Zoomers. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, they are. The younger one is a Zoomer. He must be. What? Okay, but isn't like yeah. Bowen Yang like our age? Mm, let's see. Fire Island cast. I mean, I'm sure what's his name? Joel Kim Booster. Okay, Bowen Yang is 31. He's our generation. Oh, Jesus, Booster is 34. I was sure he was like 25. Oh. God, why can't I be Asian? Um, I mean, you are. A, I am, yeah, but you're from just, Israel. Yeah, but just like the Asian patina that does not crack. Uh. Can you, okay, what is the storyline? Well, I guess what is the storyline? It's just like a group of five gays or four gays who like annually go to fire. Like, do I really have to like <laughs> explain it to our listeners? It's Can such you a tell basic us what fi- Fire Island is in case our listeners don't know? <laughs> Oh my god, I'm I'm so I'm so partial to it that I don't think I can explain it in a dry manner, in a factual manner. Um, what is Fire Island? Fire Island is a haven and a getaway, a historical getaway for uh, persecuted queers uh, of the fifties uh, and the sixties. I guess I'm sure someone will come at me. Yeah, and in 2022, it's for persecuted queers that work at Chase Bank and Raytheon. Yeah. But I guess there's also differences. There's a difference between the different parts of Fire Island and what kind of type it attracts, right? Yeah. Uh, So when I went last summer... I've never been. I've only been to Straight Fire Island with some straight friends like six years ago. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, I think we should go. I went to Cherry Grove, which is the less annoying part. 
Is that where the lesbians hang out? Yeah, that's where the lesbians hang out, which I don't know if that was addressed in the film. Were there any references to that? Maybe I dozed off. I probably dozed off on several occasions. Were there any references to the meat rack? No, I don't think so. What? Maybe it's maybe it's copyrighted and they weren't allowed to <laughs> name drop it. The National Park Service has blocked mention of the meat rack. What is the meat rack? Is that a party? That's a cruising area between the two parts, between Cherry Grove and the Pines. I did not mm. see it, for the record. Um... But there was definitely a lot of high-strung energy on Fire Island. That was my I mean, of, experience. Of course. <laughs> I mean, it's New York exports. How could yeah. it not be high-strung and type A? Um, yeah, I guess, you know, I just, I, I lived through my formative, my, my sexual formative years in Berlin. And so I, I'm a little loath to make comparisons, but I will compare the two. Uh, as much as I'm critical towards, you know, Berlin and it's like a obsession with whatever nightlife sex and just refusing to grow up. I will say that I suspect that experiencing a, your sexual formative years in New York is a little, mm, what's the best word to describe it? So maybe a touch too corporate. It just feels mm-hmm. corporate. doesn't feel yeah. very organic. Unless you're yeah. some like crunchy, crusty Bushwick kid, whatever. But <laughs> those kids don't have sex anyway. <laughs> um, also, it's funny because when we would go out in Berlin, there's, I mean, I will say to the favor of Berlin that there's more plurality and like corporal sort of diversity in nightlife and like sex life in Berlin. Because like when you go to Bergheim, there's different sections and sort of everyone's welcome in the sense that you have the like crazy like roided muscle like uh gym rats in one corner of the club and you have i mean this must have changed drastically since i was last in bergheim or well i think all those people are but they're like so many people i know are not getting let in anymore (laughs) who are really yeah who are such kind of prototypical um frequent guests of Berghain over the years mm-hmm. so i don't know what that means but it's just that like i remember going to Berghain and you would run into every single type of like gay person mm-hmm. Phys- physically speaking stylistically speaking yeah. you would have like you would always have your pick yeah it used to be like a buyer's market basically oh <laughs> um, well it's also a massive and- club it's like thousands upon thousands of people yeah, true. But like I don't know, the gay scene which I'm only like a uh you know talking about or criticizing from the outside seems a, a little more in- exclusive here or tribal. Mhm. Like you're either you either pertain to that subgroup or you're like or you don't basically. There's no like mm-hmm. there's no diversity mm-hmm. in like public life here. Mhm. I don't know. Well, I went I mean, to you- Oh, sorry. You you visit frequently. What's your impression of like being being well, single and ready to mingle here? I think people are friendlier and more open mm-hmm. than Berlin. So I found it easier to meet people in New York uh, than Berlin. Because, you know, it's like, yes, there is that kind of 
diversity in a way, but still when you go to these various gay events and parties in Berlin, everyone's like is like thin and, you know, a cool kid and like that's mm-hmm. the vibe. And when you're not that, like you don't really get the time of day from anyone. So Right. I just find it funny in like the Fire Islands example that they like bring up the whole like no femmes, no Asians, no this, no that uh issue in the like the gay community. But meanwhile, like Joel Kim Booster is like the hottest like thought you could have <laughs> exactly. cast for this movie. He's like jacked, he's beautiful. He's really talented. Like, w- like, what is the problem here exactly? <laughs> like, if someone has some like racial preference that excludes you, it's honestly it's their problem and not yours because you wouldn't even want to like have sex with them. Whatever. I'm really r- reducing racial problems to like. Um, I'm just simplifying them, but anyways, he's like really hot. So like, whatever. Um. Okay, we really straight off topic. What do we want to say about Fire Wait, Island? Wait, what, what topic? <laughs> <laughs> the topic of Fire Island. Um, anyways, it just wasn't funny. It's also like, it doesn't feel like an experience like t- TV or movie writer was behind this oh, project. weird. It's like the, the pace is clunky. The editing is like weird. Margaret Cho doesn't really save the day. Bo- Bowen Yang, who's like normally pretty funny, who actually like... Uh, his saving grace or like when I started looking at him in a different light was when he did the um, friend Leibowitz impression on SNL. Mm. It was that moment that like really caught my eye. Um, but otherwise they're just not like particularly hysterical comedians or like very talented TV or like movie writers. So there you have it. It's not a really successful movie. Mm. Well, um, and also just like in, enough of this obsession with the, like the, just the body fixation and the aestheticization of fetishization of minorities to like I don't even know how to put it just like enough just enough with this like big gay big pride just like give it a rest get a hobby like there's more to life than sex and the experiences that are born out through out through those connections or like mm-hmm. creating whole cultures out of like sex basically you can like you can wave the banner of like liberation as much as you want but at the end of the day these like excursions serve a very like superficial purpose and oh yeah just like all of our favorite articles um from the New York Times <laughs> yeah about the artists hanging out at Fire Island yeah I mean, this essentially tries to, like, canonize a pathology or, like, uh, or to elevate something that's really superficial. Like, at the end of the day, this is just, like, people looking for, like, very superficial, um, you know, confirmation feedback from their surrounding through sex. And so, like, grow up. Like, what... (laughs) As first of all, like as a gay person, what more do you want or need to happen? Like almost everything has been legalized for you. You're like welcome to roam free on this earth, in this society, I mean at least. And like what what more are you fighting for? Just sit this one out, gay people. <laughs> like you, there's really no purpose. But that for you don't anymore. say gay law. 
what what fucking ever just like grow up like you really like you you like you won you won just like go home okay just go home just live your life um just don't stick it in our faces anymore um (laughs) and i'm saying this as a gay person like listen i i was fortunate enough to get to move to the states by way of uh uh I was going to say Roe v. Wade. Um, what's the... <laughs> um, were you a dreamer? I'm here. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm actually an aborted baby reincarnated. <laughs> God, what is the what is the ruling called? I'm forgetting now. Brown v. Board. De- de- I'm, de- I'm, de- I'm an aborted black Act. baby returned <laughs> to this <Shut> earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um, god don't what's ask the don't tell <laughs> no that's you're, Bill Clinton's you're a military era. service <laughs> <laughs> he was so gay oh, those like paparazzi or whatever you know following him on his morning jogs with uh, Al Gore <laughs> going to McDonald's <laughs> yeah with his like re- pasty like um inner what's thighs the, no what's the What's that medical condition called when your cheeks uh, are rosy? Rosacea. I have <laughs> rosacea. Okay. Alopecia, propecia, felicia. Bipropecia. Wait, were Al and Bill secretly <laughs> banging and Tipper and Hillary were secretly banging? Ew. <laughs> Hillary was so gay back in the day. Oh, she was definitely the D word. Um, yeah. <laughs> God, wait, but I had something important to say. What was the name of the ruling that Obama overturned and then the Supreme Court Rain- overturned? Oh my God. Rainbow. Oh. I like, keep telling the story on occasion for people who are interested in my... Uh, yeah. Well, there was the Supreme Court my- ruling on gay marriage and then... What was it called? I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, if uh, any Oberg- of our legal beagles would like to chime in, please do so. It's Obergefell v. Hodges, <laughs> but that's the that's the ruling the uh, Supreme Court overturned, but Obama overturned DOMA. DOMA, it's called. Oh, yeah, DOMA, Defense of Marriage Act. Yeah, that's what I was saying, Defense of yeah. Marriage Act. Uh, anyway, so that was that. That allowed me to move into this country, get married lawfully, and get get a uh, you know neutralized as a citizen here eventually. Uh, so na- naturalized, <laughs> naturalized. Sorry, neutralized is when you kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say that's not what I meant? <laughs> uh, on a K one visa, as seen on Ninety Day Fiance, my new obsession. <laughs> Na- uh, naked and afraid fire island <laughs> version oh. oh my god uh please start watching 90 day fiance let me know if that was your experience okay <laughs> um also like every single interview with jim uh joel jim cole J- joel kim booster jesus what a tongue twister <laughs> he's like in a jock strap or like half naked <laughs> or whatever like I guess I'm only saying this out of jealousy because I would love to have his body. Just go on T girl. <laughs> no, he's got that body that only like 
naturally born bottoms have. <laughs> um, and also it's just a, a specific type of like Asian physiognomy that is totally not available to me. I mean, Genetically he's speaking. jacked and he is... Well, he's skinny. On a regimen of some sort. Yeah. No, um, he looks great. I would love yeah. to have that body type. I would love to look like that too. Yeah, I am accepting my uh, my dad bod. <laughs> There's no turning back the tide on that. Hard as I try. Um, no, he looks amazing. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, sh- I'm looking at this screenshot of when he's walking through the party. Hot. Yeah. I also just don't understand culturally what, like, the racism towards uh, gay Asians. Like, what? What exactly is not appealing in that? Like what? Look like in the business of fetishizing people on a reductionary sort of level, they should be elevated to the highest of pedestals. <laughs> look, look at him. He looks no, incredible. I mean, he's super hot. No, but gay Asians do face the most racism. Okay, well, sadly. I'm 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 playing like uh, devil's naive advocate here. Why? They're hot. Yeah. I mean, They're really hot. Like your loss, basically. Yeah. Um. um oh, anyways, it's not a good movie. I'm sorry. Just you go ahead and waste an hour and a half watching it, but it's not fun, and I have a pretty low threshold for enjoying movies, and <laughs> and Jordan especially, his bar is even lower than mine, and even he was getting lost in it and bored. Mm. This was going to be my feel-good summer romp. Oh, mm, I don't know. Even the music wasn't that fun in the movie. More fun was the music they played on field day <laughs> on Friday <laughs> with 5th and 6th grade at Riverbank State Park. They played, uh, well, it's the PE team that brought the, like, the boombox on the playlist. And so there were a lot of uh, Miley Cyrus's. <clears throat> Sorry, and uh, Rihanna's and Ooh. party in the CIA. <laughs> Weird Al Yankowitz, Yankovic, Yankowitz, uh, Yankovic, Yankovic. <laughs> it's Yankovic, what, isn't it? What, I mean, he says Yankovic. I Does mean, he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Weird Al Yankovic. Um. <laughs> we should we should open the uh, this episode with uh, his version of Party in the USA. <laughs> Oh, I was going to open it with a really trashy, like, gay pride club banger. Oh, yeah, we should. <laughs> Euphoria. I, I was going to put on Aretha Franklin. Pride, a deeper love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've oh, been listening God. to my favorite mixes on Apple Music, actually, which, by the way, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can also find us on Spotify, as well as Google Podcasts. Yeah, and um, Deezer in Germany, maybe, <laughs> oh, maybe really? on Stitcher. I don't know, and mm-hmm. Amazon Podcasts. So make sure you share us with your friends, family, and coworkers. Actually, you know, don't share us with your friends and coworkers. <laughs> we enjoy this exclusive status we uh, <laughs> we revel in now. We're on occasion. 
someone of notoriety or fame would slide into our dms to come out of the closet as a thought listener true honestly that's that's all i need mm-hmm. um i have uh, started i have started reposting people's caddies caddy uh like art commentary on instagram so if you tune in to, or just follow us on instagram you might get yes. the occasional uh um olden days of old days of gothamist style art commentary <laughs> oh my god uh, one, one of which was uh catherine bernhardt's 20 foot long painting of crocs Ooh, that she just yeah. uh, is showing at david zwerner's i guess now yeah, and as a friend of the pod who will remain anonymous wrote, what kind of moron buys this garbage? Yeah, you do have to be like, I actually would like to interview this moron. So if you'd like to come on our pod and explain to us uh, why you spent over half a million, I'm assuming, on this painting. Yeah, I'm assuming if it's 20 feet and it's a giant painting of Crocs. Yeah. For half also, a million. We s- uh, David Swerner started posting the like videos from the artist studio uh and there's a video of her working and she works the exact way you would imagine her to work just like you know like a uh lame lifting of a wrist and just like transferring some paint over from one side to the other um it's like a a limp limp wrist painting basically I'm just thinking of a uh, oh God. Which artist just sat there and had that long stick? Matisse. <laughs> Matisse. And look at the yes. mastery at the genius that came out of that. What is what is Catherine's excuse? Not now. I'm being too mean. At this rate, I'll I'll be invited to some wedding with her in attendance, and I'll have some explaining to do. So I sh- should bite my tongue. Um, yeah, because that's crossing a line. I don't want to cross that line making Mm -hmm. uh you know criticizing anyone's practice it's one thing to criticize the subjectivity of your liking of their work but uh, (laughs) that's where i draw the line i will stop criticizing artists uh practices um i did i did attempt to do some research for today's episode and i went to see louise bourgeois paintings show at the met which was just horrendous and i just don't understand why they mounted this show she was a very untalented painter uh, mm. she was a genius sculptor and just a uh, brilliant thinker and presenter and a translator of nightmares into objects and um, giving light to like the darkest corners of her psyche's underbelly but a good painter she is not um and even roberta smith struggled to like say a good word about this show and her uh critique in the times uh so don't go to that show it's not a good show (laughs) um yeah it's just like a she i guess made a hundred paintings between like the 1940s and 2010s or whatever and they're just like not nice to look at not nice compositions they're like i really suck at describing work i just it's the okay. worst You're don't. just I, living your truth the work sucked yeah <laughs> i just 
Oh my god! And then I stumbled on uh, and Anne Imhoff's show at Buchholz, um, which was basically the gallery space oh converted into a locker room with like dozens, dozens of lockers side by side, and I guess Bravo. some some of her like paintings, if you want to call it that. And I would talk more about it, only that there's nothing in the artist statement about the work. There's literally not, not much an art. to look at. <laughs> no, it's just such a like an afterthought. Like I can't imagine what goes through her mind. I bet she has like go to like objects that she could at any point like install in a room and like, <clears throat> um, you know, call it a Imhoff installation. Yeah, um, but like I, I looked it up on Buchholz's website. There's it literally says nothing about the show. It says. Gallery Buchholz is pleased to present Avatar, an exhibition by Anna Imhoff, including a new triptych painting, new works in her Scratch series, what is that, and drawings overlaid onto and concealed behind an installation of sculptures comprised of industrial lockers. This is Imhoff's fourth exhibition with Gallery Buchholz and her second in our New York space. This is the artist statement. That's all they have on the website. Like, What am I supposed to glean from this? I mean, that's lazy from everyone. And also, how like what's what do you sell here exactly? Uh, some moron collector will buy a locker, I'm sure, because it has like a JTT photo pinned up inside or whatever. There, um, oh, I guess. Uh, well, one locker is open is open with like a, a cinder block in it. The others is it called Avatar because she's living vicariously through her 17 year old daughter. <laughs> pretending she to has be a, her. she has a 17 year old daughter apparently yeah I, I didn't realize that yeah i mean the um, paintings i guess are cute it's just like it's glass over like like an aluminum backing that has like a gradient on it and the glass surface is scratched it's like it's very emo um up to par with her like general like hello fellow yeah, kids teen hello fellow kids yeah it's like billy eilish it is uh, billy eilish i'm surprised there hasn't yeah. been a collab between these two she's billy eilish for like french investment bankers yeah basically it's almost like she's camille and rose a like evil twin <laughs> totally <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah. How's well, Camille? I recently saw something really beautiful by her, because with her, I just the whole like life stories, like whatever, and uh, the privilege and the entitlement. But her work, like when it's nice, I really love it. It's got like whimsy to it. And speaking of entitlement, the LaGuardia terminal just opened. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> And I guess Mariam Geni has a work in it. Mariam. Wait, is this the one that has the Chris Boja work? Or that was already open and this is like yet another terminal that opened? Like the Delta no, terminal this, or something? This just opened. Delta is not at LaGuardia, I think. Delta is in... Or maybe no, there is, is a Delta terminal aspect to the project. Because I was just reading oh. an article about it, but... I think um, there were only six artists that were uh, selected for commissions... At the New LaGuardia, Mariam Ghani, Rashid Johnson, Eliza Nissenbaum, never heard of her, Ronnie Quevedo, Virginia Overtone, 
and Fred Wilson. <clears throat> well, Mariam Genia. Actually, I don't want to say anything. Oh, say anything. I remember. Yes, this coming up. It's like we dedicated an episode, <laughs> yes. half an episode to uh, the the privilege of being the daughter of a quote unquote <laughs> exiled <laughs> puppet president yeah. of Afghanistan. She should ask him for some money instead of the public purse. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it must be nice to get a airport commission. That's like that's the holy grail, totally of art careers. If you ask me, she's gonna I mean, airport commission. She's already mooched off so much public money, as has that whole family. Really, she should not be getting an airport commission. Yeah, she should be paying back taxpayers. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, we should. Uh, you know, next time you're in town, we should. Uh, we should uh, make a day trip to uh, LaGuardia to check it yes, out. Yes, definitely. I'm totally down. And I hear they have fun food options. Oh, yeah. I think it's to- like totally renovated there. Yeah. God, I'm so hungry. <laughs> I had Editor's a protein shake. Note. <laughs> I had a protein Sorry. shake after the gym. Oh. Um, I went to the opera yesterday for a matinee before the season closed. It closed later that night with uh, a last performance of Akhenaten, which I kind of wanted to see. But then again, I when it when it first um, was performed at the Met a couple of years ago, I listened to like the BBC live stream or whatever, and it's it's not a good version. Hmm. Sorry to be a hater because everyone's yassing this whole like the queer moment of Akhenaten at the Met, but it's just not not a good version of Akhenaten I'm sorry mm. I mean to begin with I'm not a big fan of Philip Glass music it's like too it's just like one too many arpeggios it's like it's like an endless screening of the hours if you know what I mean mm-hmm. didn't he do the score for the hours not sure but I wouldn't be surprised I have not seen the hours which is a very good movie Anyways, if anyone out there is interested in a really good version of Akhenaten, Philip Glass's Akhenaten, check out the 1987 version of Dennis <laughs> Russell with the Stuttgart State Opera. Um, so anyway, I went to see The Rake's Progress yesterday. It's a Stravinsky opera from Matinee. I will admit I dozed off on numerous occasions just because I'm so burnt out from teaching all week long. Mm. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it, and Stravinsky was indeed a brilliant composer and uh yeah and then we had we had birthday barbecue or like dinner at a friend of the pod emma's parents place in riverdale emma happy birthday emma we want you we've been trying to get you to come on the pod let's make it happen yes uh the food was delicious i love your parents um it looked tasty what i saw on instagram it was so yummy i mean they always just go uh above and beyond mm. just such such incredible hosts i can go for cooks. a charcuterie board right now mm-hmm. um <clears throat> yeah what else i feel like that's i'm really at the end of my rope <laughs> same i, I mean i dozed di- off right before this before the sauna mm-hmm. i was watching millionaire matchmaker yeah <laughs> <laughs> With Patty Stinger. With Patty, with Patty Lapone. 
Did you see her performance on Colbert? I um, didn't. Who watches Colbert? You like? Do you watch YouTube clips or? Yeah, I mean, you know me. I don't have access to any of these shows, <laughs> so it's just YouTube clips. But also, like, who who in this day and age still watches those nightly shows, which have like really they plummeted have high in, viewership? But they plummeted in quality level so drastically. I know. Like between the what's his name, Trevor Noah. Oh, he's so uh, annoying. Just like I, I gave him a shot the first the first night after you replaced um, what's his name, John. Not John, um, John Lovitz. <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking of John Oliver, but John Oliver was on. God, what's his name? I know he mean. God, this onset dementia. The one that used Jesus. to be on MTV in the nineties. How are we forgetting such a pillar of uh, late nineties? The uh, one early who's a nine eleven advocate. Um, oh God, I'm looking. I'm looking through uh, Apple TV Plus. John Stewart, John Stewart. Yes. Anyways, the first night of John of Oliver Twist of uh, <laughs> tra- Jesus Christ, my brain. Uh, he just just he's not funny. He's just not funny. I agree. Uh, but Patty Lapone was amazing on Colbert. You have to watch it. Yeah. I mean, you saw her do it live, but it's to see it on TV. You Wait, know, see, do what? The number from company. Oh. Like where she's sitting one? at a cocktail table with a drink. The ladies who lunch? Yes, I guess so. And she's singing to like one other person, potentially. Right. You just, you got to watch the original original cast recording documentary with Elaine Stritch. Okay. Try, trying to record this song. And uh, not Stephen Sondheim, but whoever was like the producer on the recording is just like barking at her that she's oh not good enough and she's yeah. a main stretch <laughs> she is good um cannot it's wait such a, such an incredible scene i'm really glad we came out as broadway queens um yeah Sele- selective broadway queens because we won't just go see anything <laughs> but if you want to send us tickets we will see anything yeah and also the school year is ending this week and uh granted i am starting a summer course on july 5th and my aunt's coming to visit us and is staying with us for part of the time but like i my schedule is freeing up so like send me tickets uh shows i will not go see are as follows dear evan henson i will not go see (laughs) um hamilton i will not go see funny girl i will not go see because it's been corroborated in the reviews that edie finkelstein is in fact (laughs) And not good at this role. Uh, we will go see Take Me Out to see Jesse Williams' schlong. Oh, um, yes. I'm bringing a GoPro. I'm mounting <laughs> on my forehead. <laughs> How I they really re- want to see that. <laughs> or whatever they have on their heads when they record those only OnlyFans videos. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I know. Uh, what is it? A, the, a forehead mount? I I think it's a head mount. Yeah, yeah. I have worn a head mount GoPro once. <laughs> uh, for Helga Vreitman's performance uh, uh-huh. work that I participated in years ago, mm-hmm. and it is weird having like a box on your head. Yeah, I bet. Oh, Kasha's uh, just awoken and is ready to start hey playing. Girl. Um. um 
but yeah at take me out you have to put your phone in those pouches yeah but still someone i guess stuck in a second phone <laughs> i i don't even care to take a picture of it i just want to see it with my own eyes same i mean <laughs> i'll spend 600 dollars on those tickets <laughs> yeah front front row tickets um i'm also not sure i would like to see phantom of the opera oh i would see that it's just a little outdated isn't it yeah but that's kind of its 80s charm just like cats cats is coming to berlin the german tour but i'm assuming it's in german right uh Ico went to see it in munich last month and he said it was amazing but he's a cat stand so i don't know if i trust his opinion Uh uh-huh well he's a big pussy Uh after all Um, I'm not sure I would like to see Moulin Rouge if uh, someone sent me tickets. I'm not sure I would like oh, to see that. I would only see Moulin Rouge if it had like a Christina, Maya, Pink, Lil' Kim number. Oh my God. What a dreadful <laughs> moment in pop history. You might disagree with me, but I just have such vivid memories of pop history growing up like between the ages of like middle school through like the end of high school there was so much garbage in like the top 40s true so much trash like objectively so just like bad pop music i know you're a big britney fan etc but like the music we were exposed to growing up like between backstreet boys to like nsync and it was just such a rough moment for pop history I thought uh, yes and no. I just thoroughly <laughs> disenjoyed it. I like I clearly remember being of that age and just realizing that something's amiss. That yeah. it's like not not a good moment for music. Uh, I was into it. It had its time and place and audience. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean I, this this Apple. <laughs> station i listen to well it's nina sky uh it's those two sisters who had a few hits what radio is the like apple music one or whatever it's called uh yeah so they have a show on apple music and then you can get their uh their uh basically the shows there's like 53 episodes of these like one hour long shows on apple music yeah. and they're really I- good Apple Music One is one of, first of all, it's a really high quality like streaming product. Second of all, it's the closest the music industry is coming these days to resembling what it felt like in the 90s totally. with MTV. Um, oh, it's called like, Pure Throwback Radio with Nina Sky. Mm, Check it out. Okay. It's really good. Yeah. They have really good DJs. Yeah. On exactly. Apple Music Ones. Yeah. The shows are good. It's like, they're I like really that there's actual content and like yeah. cool. The Dottie show I like. I love Ju- the Dottie Julie, show. She's great. Julie or Judy Adenuga, I forget her name from London, is also cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It just it feels like it feels like the cool stuff that we got from Europe when we were growing up. Yeah. Whereas the Spotify thing is just like algorithmic autoplay, which yeah. sucks. I I recently re resubscribe to a spotify to just like re reanimate my my frozen um like playlists from days of yore and i've been enjoying them because it's, it's like a it's like a blast from the past for me now mm-hmm. to comb through stuff i used to listen to like years ago uh, so i've been enjoying that um 
you can migrate your playlists. Really? Yeah, there are. I, I don't. I don't have playlists though. I just saved it. Ah, uh, okay. I saved albums. I'm not a playlist person. Okay, I thought that's what you meant. No, I save whole albums. Ah, which okay. is pretty. It's a. It doesn't work that way on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Like you can like albums and it just like saves them whole, but like, I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of the uh, layout on Spotify. Yeah. Okay, she's starting to growl at me. Could we? Uh, <laughs> could we wrap it up? Here we go. All right. Well, um, hope you have a very colorful pride. And <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, in the future, we'll all be trans. So get ready. And lastly, um, remember, slip on a shirt, slap on a hat, and slop on some sunscreen. Oh, my God. (laughs) Slip, slap, slop. That's uh, your sun safety tip for the week. Or as my uh, favorite sixth grader likes to say, Mr. Gooberstein, you got to slay the day. (laughs) (laughs) So... So I'll just, I'll I'll slay what I have to slay, okay? (laughs) All right, talk to you soon, Amir. (laughs) Choose. Choose.